You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, the place to be to explore what it means to run an online business when you don't always align with the status quo. I'm your host, Meike Sang, the Sustainable Visibility Mentor, Certified Trauma Sensitive Leadership Coach, and Podcast Guesting Strategy Trainer. And I'm here to remind you that contrary to what we're taught to believe, you don't always have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. Because if anything, we stand out and make an even deeper difference when we stand up for what we believe in and share who we're supporting along the way. So if you'd like to join me and my guests as we venture into these pretty nuanced conversations where we choose to find the meaning in the messy middles of our entrepreneurial journey, then let me welcome you into the quiet rebellion. Let's get started. So before we jump into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up that at the time of this recording, there was unfortunately a loose wire in my microphone. So that means that at times there are, there's a little bit of buzzing when I speak. Um, so I just want to apologize in advance for the, um, impact that might have on your listening experience. And alternatively, there is a transcript for this episode instead, if you'd much rather read it than listen. But yeah, that is it for me. And hopefully at this announcement, there is no buzzing. <laughs> so let's get into the episode and go. Hello, my wonderful Quiet Rebels. I am so, so excited for today's special guest on the show because we're going to be talking about how we can use the Akashic Records to strategically create an aligned business. And what's extremely special about this guest is that I've actually worked with her this time last year. So I just feel like it's a beautiful moment to reflect on that and to bring this experience into the fold with you all to really share what this could be like for you as well. So please join me in welcoming the amazing Candice Hosa. Hey, Candice. <laughs> hey, wow. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh my goodness. There's so much, there's so many things that we could talk about, so many angles that we have been such, or well, in my opinion, we have been, cre- we've created such a wonderful friendship since we have known each other. I do want to give a shout out to Stage Polaris as well, who actually introduced us because I think how we met was through your summit called Align Your Business, right? So, mm-hmm. yes. So, what a wonderful journey it's been for the last 12 months and beyond. So, I'd love to know how did you get into this work and what makes you like why the Akashic Records out of all the modalities that we could choose from to help us to create a sense of alignment right without intuition and just really fine-tuning that why the Akashic Records and how did you manage to apply it to business oh wow that's really a broad question and I absolutely love it so the first thing that happened to me is that over the course of about 30 years I had this private spiritual connection that I was doing for myself with myself and I was doing angel readings. And so that's how I started to connect with the spiritual realm. And over the course of time, I absolutely loved doing that, but it was private and very secret. Like I didn't share that with anybody because <laughs> I didn't want people to think I was weird. And 30 years ago, you didn't talk about things like that. And so The next thing that happened is I had a little cancer journey and I worked at a university for 30 years and I kept hearing, we need you. And I knew what they meant because I had gotten involved with the Akashic Records. What I loved 
about the Akashic Records is that there was a healing modality in the Akashic Records. So not only could I channel information from the other side, but I could move energy through us, the human form of us, in the etherical world. And when I saw that happen, I thought, oh my goodness, this is so powerful for my life. And it started to transform my life. And so after my cancer journey, I stepped away from my business or my 30 year invested time of at the university. And I knew I needed to do something with the Akashic records, but I didn't think it would be for business. I thought it was going to be for relationships because I didn't see myself as a business owner, even though I had 30 years experience at the university and I I invested in real estate. I had my real estate license. I lightly studied the stock exchange and how the movement of stocks were personalities, but I still never saw myself as a business owner. But what ended up happening is business owners came to see me because they had the biggest thing to lose. They are heart-centered, solo entrepreneurs, mission-driven transforming the world. They're the rebels of our world. And that's who started to come to me. And I actually was surprised. Oh, so it sounds like they came to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? My business <laughs> formed itself, um, <laughs> honestly. And then what started to happen as I started to see something in the Akashic records that I didn't understand. So when I would do a reading with somebody, when I closed the reading, right as I was closing it, it looked like they had a makeover. They were sitting in a chair. Their hair was looked like a Breck commercial. You know, it was like blowing <laughs> in the wind. And I was like, are you telling me these women need makeovers? Cause they're really beautiful, powerful women. And I wasn't getting an answer right away. And then eventually the answer came. And here's the information that I think is the most essential is that when we come here on this earth with our mission, and right now I'm using my hands and I'm making them like vibrate above me. And what ends up happening is that that's our divine self. That's our sovereign self. When it comes here, it's unbroken. We're perfectly aligned for our mission with our gifts, but here's what happens. There's this side of us and this side of us, what I'm doing is I'm using my hand and I'm making it vibrate below our divine self. And so there's a gap between our divine self and the self that shows up in the world, the one with injury, the one with wounds. And so what I feel my role is in the Akashic Records role is to be able to bridge this gap in between. That's beautiful. And I, I do want to just take a moment to backtrack and just congratulating you for going through such a difficult time in your life with your cancer journey and how you have made such beautiful business and life for yourself that really honors you. So I just want to say that first and foremost. And thank you. This, I think that's um, a wonderful way to like, because when I know that no one can see you apart from myself right now, <laughs> but as soon as you did the hand gestures, I was like, oh yeah, that, that makes total sense. So that clocked on straight away. So I love that bridging the gap between our divine self and the self that shows up and how we can kind of like 
I guess so that those lines start to blur with blur into one, I'm guessing, or or just like at least connecting them so to strengthen their connection. Well, what how I see it is is this. I, I I need to use, I think, the language that feels the the rightest for this moment is our divine self comes here unbroken. And so our purpose, our mission, people will come to me and say, can you help me to get my business into alignment? And the truth of the matter is your business isn't out of alignment. Your business is perfect in its form. It knows what to do. It knows its mission. And that's what I was seeing. This makeover was you already have everything you need. So how I bridge the gap is releasing the blocks that are holding us back from true alignment. Mm. And so that's that little gap in between our divine self, our sovereign self, and the self that sometimes feels a bit broken. And once that's released in the Akashic energy field, look what happens. Now, again, (laughs) we're on a podcast, but what I just did is my hands are vibrating And all of a sudden, the tips of my fingers meet. And from my one elbow to my other elbow is a platform. And that is where we can create and build a sustainable business. Lovely. And before we go too deep into um, this, I do want to just like ask you for anyone who doesn't know at this point, what are the Akashic Records? (laughs) That was one of my first questions I remember coming to you. I think when you first gifted, because um, I, I believe um, when all the speakers on your Align Your Business Summit last year uh, were gifted with the Kashi Record reading, and I thought that was wonderful. And at, at the same time, I was like, but what is it? And I think I just remember rereading this article on medium.com <laughs> about what the Akashic records are and then um and you summed it up perfectly in just one singular sentence so would you like to share with us what that is and just to explain a little bit more what the Akashic records are and how we could use them to help release those books that we might have yes I would love to do that so we're going to talk a little bit about what the Akashic records are so the Akashic records are simply a database of your soul connected to divine source. It's an infinite space of wisdom, truth, and most especially love. It's also a resource of all that is infinite possibility. And so you could see how that naturally blends into being able to be aligned with business because it's an infinite resource and database When you have an Akashic record reading, it's simply a Google search for your soul. And I'm simply the voice of Siri. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. As soon as you said Google, Google, excuse me, Google search (laughs) for the soul, I was like, oh, yep. Okay. Instantly got it. So uh, these these sort of, I think it's called a simile. Simile kind of helps, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) All right. So, Okay. So this is what it is. So how do you tap into it and guess, how did you become the Siri voice? That's what I'm very curious about, right? So you mentioned how you've always had this gift to connect there. So how did you start doing it for other people to to be that Siri? (laughs) Well, it's a very good question because I didn't want to do it. Oh, okay. Because I felt it was disempowering. 
I felt like I would be the great Oz and people would come to me. And this wasn't an ego thing. This was actually the other way around. It was uncomfortable because I thought it was disempowering for people to come to me and ask for answers. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize they're not me and I'm not giving them their answers. It's their resource. It's just they can't get to their resource quickly. Now, I do teach people how to do this. However, most entrepreneurs, they're not coming to learn a new technique or a new strategy. They're coming to me because they have a heart-centered mission. They want to help transform form lives. They're very passionate people, just like you. And when they come to me for assistance and help, I'm actually just channeling the information that they actually need to make the 35,000 decisions that we naturally make as business owners each and every day. And if we get stuck with one of those decisions, it prohibits us from delivering our gifts. And so when I looked at it differently and could see how it was changing people's lives, oh my goodness, I couldn't not do it. So that's where the rebel in me (laughs) came in. It was like, nope, I'm not doing this because I I feel it was disempowering. And I had to look at it differently to offer my gifts. Mm. I love that you came to that realization as well, because if, I mean, if I think of an everyday example of like I would see you as a, a translator, like say if, if I was in a new country and I couldn't speak uh, the language of, you know, the residents who, who were there, then I would need a translator because I would, I, it would be a lot of work to learn the new language, right? And I just want to be able to enjoy the beauty of that new culture that I'm immersing myself in for that time. And so you're almost like the, a translator, an interpreter of you know, someone else's Akashic records to them. Would that mm-hmm. be, the? Uh, would that be kind of like correct? Would that be, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I love how you said that. It really, for me, what, what I'm actually reading. So let's talk about that. Cause that's kind of fun is the Akashic energy field is basically a vibrational database that doesn't have words or language. So I love the fact that you're saying I'm translating vibration into sound. And so when I look into somebody's Akashic energy field, I literally could write a book and I'm not exaggerating that. I could spend a whole day or a whole week or a whole month just pulling apart that one 45-minute reading because you see so much. And I've seen two of my other books. Like I wrote a book, but I see two other books. I saw the whole trilogy of books in one thought, in one encapsulated thought. Now to pull all those words apart takes time and energy and effort, but I could see the overarching theme of each of my books instantly. So it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know how to explain it any better than that, but it's so powerful in a business. Absolutely. And to be able to have the skill to see that, I think it's incredible. And a part of me is like, oh, I wish I had that skill <laughs> to be able to pull that skill, um, to pull those, to translate vibrations. I love how you said that. I was like, oh, that, that's like, um, I'm going to absolutely uh, call in a chef Gusto from the Ratatouille film. 
<laughs> he says like, "Oh, good cooking is like color you can see, taste you can smell." Like he would say that. So、mm-hmm. I feel that this is your version of it, right? You can translate、right. vibrations,、um, which is yeah. I'm, I'm just so in awe of、um, this whole work. And just a niggling question that I feel like I really want to ask you. Is how do you when you're doing someone else's reading? How do you personally remain impartial when you are interpreting their vibrations? I'll tell you that's a really really good question.、Um, I want to answer that, and then I want to go back to、uh, the gift of the akashic records and reading them. So I want to make sure I go back to that. It's very easy because I feel like a fly on the wall. I actually have asked my guides because some of the stuff I see is very difficult. Some of the blocks are from abuse that people have had in the in the past. Some because then there's a self worth issue, and when we have a self worth issue, sometimes we don't want to be seen. And ergo, there's a big problem in a business when most of us have to be seen in some fashion. Our voice has to be used, and if we want to stay hidden. Ergo, a block, and so for me, I've asked my guides not to let me see everything after I close the records, unless a person comes back to me and said, "Remember when you were reading my records? It could be five years ago, and I'll completely see that moment because it's almost like a an encapsulated moment in time. If you think of a line with little dots on it as a timeline, when they say something." Back to ratatouille, like <laughs> you know when the when the guy t- t- takes the bite of ratatouille and he、oh, goes,、yeah. yep, straight he to his childhood, right. So when somebody speaks to me in person, or if they come back to a reading, I go right back to that moment in time, completely vivid and perfectly formed that moment, and so I can go back to that. However, I don't want to go back to it all the time because it's. It could be painful for me, so I just ask for it to be erased from my memory until it's needed, which also gives people a great amount of confidentiality because I can't talk about anybody's reading. Not that I ever would, but I mean, I can't say anything because it's gone、mm. until、so、you invite me back to that dot on your timeline. Right. Yes, and that that would be very reassuring from a confidential standpoint, right? And I wonder、mm-hmm. how much、uh, you remember from the dot on my own timeline, for example. But anyhow, but I love how you've also kind of built in ways to take care of yourself,、um, you know, during this process because it's very tender work. It sounds like、mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't know, you know, from you know from your standpoint. I, I would only know from the, rece- the receivership standpoint, but.、Um, Yeah. So you mentioned also that you want to to go back further about the gift of the Akashic、mm-hmm. Records. So could you share more about that? Yeah. So one of the things you said is, oh, like I, you didn't say I wish I had the gift. You said something like, oh, I.、Uh, no, I think、own. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the secret: you and every single person listening to this podcast does have the gift, and it's very easy to train. And so, what I finally made a decision to do is, I'm not selling this. I just want to talk about it. So, I have two programs. The Totally Woo program is Align Your Business for the Totally Woo. That's where I show up and I help you to get into alignment. And I created a course 
to help you to stay in alignment. Then I made a decision recently, the last three months, I launched Quantum Connection, where I'm teaching entrepreneurs how to actually use this in their business. And some people are entrepreneurs, some people are healers. It's a different group of women than my regular business women. Some are entrepreneurs, some are healers, and they want to learn this technique. So remember, they're only three months in. They're already reading other people's records, like majorly. <laughs> like uh, the, the what I expected to happen was they get a connection, but they're actually seeking each other out for readings within the own group within their own group. So remember how I talked about my rebel part didn't want to be disempowering. And so now seeing the movement in the businesses and seeing these beautiful women learning to connect with their records, I can't even tell you how full my heart is. And so I just want to let all the listeners know that all of you have the gift. And do you want to know a secret, May Kay? <laughs> I mean, how can I say no to that? <laughs> yes, please. So I felt so passionate about the fact that everybody can connect to their intuition and they already are. And so what I did is I actually created a quiz for business entrepreneurs so they can already see how they're utilizing their intuition in their business, how they can amplify it, what their greatest challenges are, and what to do if they feel stuck. And so I wanted to share this quiz right now, because as we're talking, I invite people to look at this quiz and it's very simple. It's very quick. And then let me know <laughs> somewhere uh, in, in my Facebook or whatever, let me know what type of intuition you're already using. And that to me was something that was a dream that I had for about three years in the business. And it took me a lot to figure out all the components that I wanted to teach in that quiz. And so that's free to everybody listening. Yep. I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. I, I have taken the quiz and I might have to check back on my email. Um, could you quickly go over the different types and then, um, and then of course the quiz will reinforce <laughs> um, our own uh, types when we put in our answers Like, we should be able to do that. I can, I can do a few of them because it, okay. it's quite complex, quite, but I, I'll do, yeah. yeah, I'll do a few of them. So kinesthetics, the ones that are listening, they're generally kinesthetics. Sometimes you'll talk a little slower because you're feeling all of your words and everything that comes through you is like osmosis. And so people that are kinesthetic, they feel everything very deeply and you have to be very kind to those people with words and gentle with them. And what ends up happening is they also can get out, burn out very quickly. And they also need time to recharge. My personal belief is people that might be having symptoms of fibromyalgia, or um, they have a lot of al allergies because they're feeling every product in their home. So if somebody comes in and cleans and they're using harsh detergents, et cetera, you can feel that in your body. That's kinesthetic. Then we have the ones that um, are more auditory. They hear things. If they go to see Disney world and it's a small world after all, they're going to hear that it's, it's a small <laughs> world song for not just the day. They're going to hear it for a week or a month. It's like, oh, 
darn Disney World. <laughs> like, you know. So they hear things very fluidly. They're very wonderful speakers and they pro- sound is very soothing to them. They might be musicians. They might channel music. So I usually see musicians in that category. They're auditory and they're natural channelers. So I've also listened to Paul McCartney and he actually confirmed that for me. Like I didn't speak to him, but I listened to him and he's like, yeah, this one song, it just came through. And I kept asking everybody, did I hear this somewhere? He literally channeled music and words um, complete in several of his songs. Then there's the clairsentience, and they're the ones that are the most frustrated about intuition, and they're the most accurate. They just get this feeling in their gut. They know that they know that they know. And once it sits there, it doesn't move. Like um, it will, st- and I think you're that. <laughs> I, I, you? That that sounds very familiar. So um, I'll check back my record and I'll DM you later on Boxer. <laughs> but they don't yeah. always have visions. They don't see things. They don't hear things. They they just know. But then they they're like, oh, I don't have intuition. I don't see things. I don't hear things. They get right to the bottom line. <laughs> they're usually more logical. They need to know why and how questions and, um, but they're the most accurate. So if you're like, Oh, I don't have any intuition. Listen to your gut because it is very accurate for you. Then there's the visionaries, the ones that can see. So like when they say, Oh, I'm having a vision or I can see that, or I understand what my guides are showing me because they can see they, um, they're usually the best channelers because it's just like a dark room with your um, iPhone cord, right? If you walk into a strange person's house and you want to plug in your iPhone, <laughs> you can't figure out where it's at. The, the, the plug, when you turn the light on, you can see. So if you have vision in the Akashic records, it's a winner, winner, chicken dinner moment. <laughs> and then there's the, the ones that, um, that are like me, they're a clear channel. So what my guides do is if I can't see it, then they let me hear it. If I can't hear it, then they let me feel it. If I can't feel it, then they let me know it. And so it goes from one thing to the other extremely rapidly. So they get me to the bottom line. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm a very talented reader. I think those people are the best readers. Mm. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I, I, do you know what? I wonder, I'm going to take the test again, the, the quiz again, and I'll see if it matches with my, with my past, <laughs> with my past results, because well, can that change? Do you think um, based on our answers or like, do you, is it, have you seen someone transition from one strength to another? Yeah. So you're always going to have your primary always. And so like, if you're naturally more of a feeler and a hugger, you're always going to be that. However, intuition is actually a muscle. And in the training, what I teach people to do is to develop their muscle. And so if they're primary, primarily kinesthetic, they, I have techniques to teach them to upgrade, to bring in vision. And so like, I have a little strategy for that. And if they aren't auditory, I have a strategy for that. And so with practice, um, your intuitive muscle grows and you just naturally start using it. Also, some of my clients that have been with me for five years, it's so interesting what's starting to happen. 
So two days ago, I was in the shower and I heard Voxer ex-client because tell her to sell that part of her business and tell her it's the right time. Now, she didn't ask me anything. So I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, what if I tell her to sell it and like things don't work out? And so I waited 24 hours to see if I would get another message. Before that 24 hours was up, I got a Voxer message from that client. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I really feel like this is the time to sell this portion of my business. And I need a little advice from the records on which way to go. And so I was, I told her what happened. And so what's happening naturally to her without any studies is she's becoming more intuitive in her business. So ergo back to the disempowering, it really ended up being the most powerful thing that I could offer people. And so it's funny when you look at something just a little different, how, how it shows up in life. That's so cool that the message that you got was exactly the message that she reached out to you with um, without any influence you know from from you um, from what you actually called in so that is really interesting to hear and just very curious um, again about this process and to be honest I kind of had a bit of a brain fart because, <laughs> because I had such a good question and then it just left my brain but let me just um until that comes back if it does if it doesn't it does if it doesn't it doesn't but I want to just kind of like for those who are listening the Akashic Records might be something very new to them so could you share some examples without giving any identifying information but could you share some examples of how this has helped your clients before um, like when they get readings, you know, from their Akashic records um, and, you know, you interpret them, like what shifts have you seen in their businesses or just the way that they sh show up for themselves mm -hmm. and others? Because um, um, maybe I might be, I, I can't remember which um, category it was, but the ones who need They're to know so how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that is me. I do. But, yeah. So I'm just, yeah, just curious um, about that. You know, I really didn't know how it showed up because I just deliver, right? I deliver and then I walk away from it until they come back again. And usually I like to keep the same clients because that's where I'm personally seeing the transformation. So to answer your question, what happened was one day I saw it and this is what it looked like. I have one client that I want to, I'll piece together a couple clients, but this is how I saw it. So I see things in the records, but we also have guides and sometimes it's guides that are unknown to us. And then sometimes it's a family member that stays with them for the rest of their lives. And so I have one client that has an uncle and then grandma shows up too, but the uncle is usually the most verbal when something is needed to be said about the health of her mother, the grandmother comes in all the time. I always feel her there. So not only do they get the Akashic record reading, but they actually get conversations with their guides, their support teams. So this one day I go to a client's opening. She just bought this big building. She serves hundreds and hundreds of people. And that morning I had bought her a bouquet of flowers. And when I was in the shower, I heard her grandmother come in and her grandmother is her primary guide that comes through in the Akashic records. And she said to me this, she said, many years ago, 
we were the leave it to beaver moms. You know, we serviced our husbands and our family and we kind of put ourselves in the corner. But if it would have been another time, I would have opened a business. Can you please give these flowers to my granddaughter and whisper in her ear that they're for me? So I said, of course, grandma, I I will do this. So I go to her opening. There's balloons. I see a healthy food truck. And all of a sudden I remember the guide said, make sure you have healthy food available. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember this. And then I go to hug her and there's a baby inside of her. And I feel this little bump and this little bump is a baby that's growing that I saw on the other side. And it helped her to make a decision that nobody else knew that she was making a decision to have the third child. And the first time she tried, the baby came. The next thing that happened was I gave her the flowers and I told her what grandma said. And she was so proud and so happy. It really made her day to know that her grandmother was there to support her. Then the baby came and I held the baby in my arms, the baby that I saw on the other side. And then there was a decision that had to be made very quickly about the purchase of a home. And this is before the pandemic. And she got a thumbs up from her grandma. Yep. She was supposed to buy that house. And then three months later, we went into a pandemic. So she has these three little kids, a very big business. And now she had a big home, could bring in help and had a pool in the backyard so that the kids had something to do. She's not a very ostentatious woman, but she's a very transformational woman. And that was the day I understood my business fully and completely. Oh, as soon as you were just like painting these pictures, I can just see it in my mind's eye. And actually, as you spoke, I remember much more vividly the session that we had together last year. And if you're open to it, would you be okay with me sharing it? Because I do actually want to share the before and after. (laughs) So I do remember this time last year, I was very much struggling to have a good relationship with my dad. He was always a wonderful father. I do want to say that. I've just had a lack of emotional connection. Like he's always been financially there, like always being supportive of my family as I was growing up. That's that's fine, right? But I didn't have that close connection that I would always want with my parents. And um, I remember coming to you with that struggle. And it was during a time when we were a couple weeks away from my grandmother passing away which is his mom and then during our reading it was my great-grandmother who was my core guide (laughs) and um she was offering you tea I remember um she's like offering tea like sitting down on this like wooden table and you were helping me talk to her about my struggles with connecting with her grandson my dad and um she was like I don't know why I'm giving you such a hard time, you know, because like he didn't do everything by the book. <laughs> like he's being a rebel in itself. Like he he has a fish and chip takeaway instead of a, a Chinese takeaway, for example. So he's already <laughs> done things a bit differently. Um, so I don't know why he's giving you such a hard time about you doing yours. Um, and then you helped me really bridge this connection 
that I had totally missed the whole way. You said, you interpreted, you're like, where do you think you get your business savvy from? It comes from him because you've always seen him be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I echoed that through an actual conversation with my dad, it really shifted how he saw me as a business owner. Mm. Suddenly, it was like, oh, why are you doing something so risky? And suddenly, this, the switch was flipped. It was like, oh, well, you get that from your old man, innit? <laughs> <laughs> and now, our relationship has gotten so much stronger. And it, I do believe that a huge part of it was from the seeds that were planted through our session last year. Mm. And it's been a continuous build because after losing my grandmother, it was a very difficult time. It still comes in waves, the grief. But it was very strong in December last year and early this year in 2021. Um, and the one thing that has come out of it is how important family is for is for us and how we want to just like make every moment count I saw him last week and it was wonderful like him seeing interact with my nephew who was his grandson and um, he invites my partner along. <gasps> I know. I know. It was a wonderful pastor. <laughs> he was like, oh, do you want to ask, you know, insert name because I want to keep my partner life private. Um, but like, would you want to invite her along? Like, you know, to have a dinner some with us. And I was like, yes, please. And like, even if she wasn't, like she, she, I thought she was going to work, but she was actually free. And then it was such a proud moment when we drove up to the car park together because we didn't have a car last year. Um, we drove up to the restaurant, came, it was talking and all that. And they hugged at the end. Oh, you know how much of a big deal this is to me. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, so I think while I, I did ask some business questions, but I think it was very clear to me that my personal connections were going to influence my business decisions because that was where things felt very dis- um, disjointed that I felt like I couldn't thrive in my business knowing that my relationship with my dad and his idea of how he sees me as a business owner if that wasn't cleared up first but when that f- switch flipped then I felt like okay I can try new things and that's when I launched my ultimate podcast guesting workshop series which has now been made into um, a three-part series now it's an evergreen product and um, I remember you helped me decide on the you know the pricing for that and like how it would um, how it would shift based on like how it was going to be delivered and all those things so yeah I can see the seeds being planted and flourishing from that. Mm. And speaking of seeds, I'm starting to remember something from your reading. I don't know if you want to share um, yep, sure. what's on your phone, the screensaver. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I actually always think of you whenever I see this. So um, in, in jiu-jitsu, which is a martial art I do, oftentimes I know that the other members, they mean well, but I can tell they treat me like a flower. <laughs> <laughs> and my partner would always say, "Put you're like a rose with thorns, you know, you're beautiful, but you're tough, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but the reason I guess I don't like being associated with a flower because I thought it was very fragile. But you said to me, you're not fragile, you are delicate, and that's very different. And then you shared with me um, the flower, or rather the, the tree that came to mind for you, which was a Chinese plum blossom. So, yeah. <laughs> tell them tell them about 
what a Chinese plum blossom is about? From what I remember and just what I see when I see one is it's very strong. It's very resilient, the, the branches and the, the tree trunks. But as well as being strong and resilient to the many different conditions that go through in a given year, they have these beautiful, delicate flowers that are on there. And I did not know this at the time until you told me that, oh, plum blossoms, you know, they are, they are Chinese, they're Chinese plants, basically, they're Chinese trees. And um, because I think at that time when we had, and still until this day, I was really struggling to reconnect with my Chinese roots. And I used, to, I used that phrase, Chinese roots, and you're like, well, this is a representation of you, and it is Chinese. And from your past selves, you, you've had, you have a long ancestry of being Chinese, basically. So it's kind of, it felt really grounding to know that my heritage is very long, and it just made me feel so much more grounded to a part of me that I always felt was never really acknowledged or activated because I've had a lot of shame around it from when I was little and it actually had a lot to do with the lack of um, knowing my mother tongue which was connected to my grandmother who taught me everything I know and then the connection with my dad and that's one of the biggest connections pieces because when I actually started asking him more about our heritage and our culture I could see his eyes light up and he would say and he said to me it would make me so happy for my daughters to want to know where they come from. And then subsequently, isn't your family planning a trip? Was I think I remember. Yeah. Um, so I want, I want to be able to, because I've been to my mother's island uh, where she was born, but I haven't been to my dad's yet. And I want, and I, this is the trip I proposed to him. I was like, like, would you like me, would you like to go to your hometown one day? Um, just together with the family because I want to see where you grew up because when he would tell stories he would say how he was like often playing in the mountains and we probably won't play with snakes the way that he used to but (laughs) (laughs) but it, it was really really wonderful and I don't think it's any coincidence that this year in 2021 I really leaned into my heritage and it was an identity that I really wanted to show more of and so when the escalation of Asian hate crimes happened, I felt myself feel so deeply impacted by it and to do something for it, which is why the Asian Online Business Directory exists now and why I talk about podcast guesting in a very different way. It's not just about, you know, amplifying your voice and your authority and, and all that. It is, but it's also about representation, you know, mm-hmm. so just... So from your from the seeds of our work, I can see how it's all played out this year. <laughs> wow. And that was one reading. Yeah, that was one. So I can't imagine what multiple readings are like. <laughs> Although I can because, you know, I do want to, um, I would love for you to share a bit more about how you support, um, you know, business owners, healers, wonderful people, your people, <laughs> um, you know, with this work because, again, I love that we will thank you for letting me take up space a bit um, in this conversation today to talk about my experience. And I would love to kind of help everyone who's listening right now to kind of see what's possible for them. 
So would you be able to share a bit about that? Like, yes, the possibility. <laughs> so one of the things that Mickey just shared with us is her identity. She said, I didn't see my identity this certain way. And once I did see my identity, things started to shift. So with my one program, Align Your Business with the Totally Woo, as well as my book, Align Your Business, How to Find Your Windows of Opportunity and Claim the Next Level of You. So I have a book. And so you could take a look at that. But in the meantime, I also have a program that's called Align. So if you go to candacehaza.com forward slash align, I'm going to speak about this program because this is what May Kay was asking. In our world in the last two years with the pandemic, things have changed dramatically. How we purchase things, how we shop, how we vacation, how we go out, how we spend our money. Everything in this world has changed in two years with the pandemic. In addition, our businesses may have changed. And so right now we're trying to find new identities. And you can see with Mayke's example, once you click into the proper identity or the identity that's the most powerful for you, then that shift precipitates a shift or an alignment in your business. And so what I did is I created a program and it's it's really to help business entrepreneurs that are heart-centered to learn more about who they are internally and to shift their identity so that they can align to that true person inside. Maybe that rebel, that sacred rebel will be coming out inside of you. And so how we do this is I have a course curriculum that you can see, and then for 12 months, we go over that flow curriculum. And so it keeps you in flow in your business. In addition, it's one of the only ways to get Akashic readings right now. I have so many private clients that I had to make a decision. And so I do more group work now. And so if you're working with me um, in this type of a program, you come to me twice a month. And what we do is you ask questions and everybody asks questions. And here's the cool news. And I channel the answers in that Akashic Records. So you're going to come and you're going to bring your one little question or your three little questions and you hang on to them and you're so excited to get yours answered. But here's the truth. The questions that the other people are asking in the energy of the collective consciousness is actually the real question that you need to hear to help move your business forward. And so, so many people will reach after like, you know, one of these sessions, which, which is 90 minutes of just complete channels, releasing block, and then getting an attunement, get that twice a month. And so what ends up happening is I'll get these messages. First of all, I know you were talking just to me, <laughs> but eight people might message me that day. <laughs> and so that's the first thing that happens. And the second thing, it's like, oh, it was never my question that I really needed the answer to, but it was another question. And so something magical happens at that totally woo moment in the, in the, in the course where they get so much alignment just from their answers that everybody else is, is getting. So it's almost like we're one in that moment. We're one collective conscious in that moment. And I think as time goes on, 
and we're hitting a new level of consciousness in our world. If you look at advertisements right now, look at your email, look at the commercials that you're seeing. It's not about the bug that gets smushed anymore with a Dorito chip. It's that's not what it's about. You know how all the commercials were like silly and whatever. It's about thoughtfulness, something that's about connection. Also watch the language that's coming in through your emails. It's about consciousness. It's about energy. It's about intuition. And it's not just me that's putting it out there. It's almost like we've made this shift. My personal belief is why the shift happened is because all of our distractions were taken away for a very long amount of time, at least 18 months where we had to cook for ourselves, that we had to have our home improvements done by ourselves, really had to go inward, didn't we? Oh, yeah. And so with that inward experience, I think people either really didn't like what they saw and tried to make their own personal transformation by reaching out to other people, or they settled in and they made some decisions about reconnecting with themselves, re-loving themselves. And so we're in a very different space 24 months from the pandemic. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing, um, you know, the different ways that we can work with you. And I'll make sure to pop all the links in the show notes in just a bit. But I do want to ask you, because this conversation, you know, we let it organically flow into whichever direction that we thought it was you know, right at the time, right? And so I guess normally at this point when I ask guests, it's normally like a takeaway or an action step. I feel like it needs to be something different. (laughs) Um, More of like, what's something that we can noodle on? Like, you know, our brains can noodle on or question to ask ourselves just so that we can just lean into this curiosity about the Akashic Records and what this could mean for our lives and businesses. Well, I want to invite people to do a little something, a little exercise for themselves. Go and purchase a very pretty, very special journal. It might have words on the outside of it that has meaning to you, or it might just be very pretty. And then the next thing I want you to do is I just want you to do a little grounding practice, whatever that might be, just getting grounded and centered. You might listen to an app for a few minutes. And then I want you to write at the top of your page, What am I here to learn today? After grounding, put your pen to paper. And if you hear the word the, 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 write the word the, 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 until the words start flowing and you will be connected. Intuition is a muscle. We're all using it anyways. And so I invite you to start connecting with who you are inside because the messages are there for you. I'm the Google search for your soul and I'm the voice of Siri. And so can you be. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that practice. I'm just very curious to see what comes out of my paper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's one thing that we can do for ourselves today, quiet rebels. And so as we start wrapping up candy, I'd love to know where are the core places that we can go to connect with you? 
So I have my website and I'd love for you to visit there because there's a lot of information on my website. So that's at candacehaza.com. And in on my website, there's two of my programs that you might really enjoy. If you're feeling like you have a business and it might be out of alignment or you want to get a better connection with yourself, go to the candacehaza.com forward slash align. And if you're somebody who's listening from a different perspective and saying, Ooh, I'm already a healer, but I want to go deeper, or I really want to learn the practice of reading the Akashic records. And you can go on my website at candacehaza.com forward slash QC quantum connection. And that's my program. I'm on Facebook and all the other beautiful places, but my website is usually the most informative. Make sure oh, to yes. and my podcast. You yeah, my podcast. <laughs> I have twice actually. So um, I'll, I'll pop the link to your podcast as well. But yes, tell us um, what your podcast is about, just so that we can have this in a nutshell. So it's the Intuitive Business Podcast, and so I bring people in that are business owners, and we talk about a plethora of topics about intuition, about animal connections and readings, about healings, um, a whole bunch of different things. We talked about um, somebody lost a son, and so the mediumship work around that, Um, talking about dementia and the higher self and how it's still intact even through dementia. And so we talk about a lot of very tender topics. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. So make sure to pop the link to your podcast as well and your website and your programs. Oh, so Candice, I have two final questions for you before we officially wrap up. Are you ready for them? Yeah, I am. All right. So number one is what makes you a quiet rebel? Hmm. I think that I was a quiet rebel and I had to come out of that because I had 30 years of a gift. I'm naturally very intuitive. I see things. I had precognition. I could answer questions for myself. But what made me a a sacred, I call myself a sacred rebel, is because (laughs) I had to come out of my own closet and it was not comfortable. People still say I'm weird or don't understand what I'm doing. And it's hurtful when I see so much transformation and somebody says I'm weird because I do what I do. You know what? Maybe I am, but I'm still stepping in my truth and standing in my truth and I'm helping people to transform their lives. So I'll take that for the team. (laughs) I'll take, oh, you're weird or get a hairy eyeball look. I'm all right with that now. Mm-hmm. I did notice the the language you used earlier, um, sacred rebel, at, at one point, and I was like, oh, and now it's come back full circle because I was wondering what that meant for you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And my final question to you is, so for my lovely quiet rebels who are listening, you know what's going to happen next if you are a frequent listener, but in case this is your first time being on this podcast, I picked a great episode to start with first and foremost but if it's your first time when you hear the sound it means it's time to learn about our wonderful guest of today 
either one weird fact or a fun story that no one else knows about them on the internet. So Candice, you're in, <laughs> you know, the spotlight is on you, my lovely. So is there anything you'd like to share with us today about that? <laughs> one of my fun facts is that I can't, I come from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you know, it was a a steel mill town. Everybody there worked in the steel mills and um, you were a Steeler fan. So Sunday was all about football. <laughs> so I, um, even in school, I had to take a class to learn plays like football plays in order to graduate from that high school. It was a six week course that was a requirement to graduate. And so we had to learn about football and Steeler plays. And it was hilarious when I look back. But the fun fact is that I still love my Steelers and my son and I happily watch the games, uh, depending on if it's Sunday or Monday night football, but we are there and this week was an interesting game. So I'm a big fan. And if I call my 86 year old aunt, she will bitch and complain about <laughs> Ben or what he did or what he played. So it's kind of a unique thing for women in the family to be engaged in a football conversation and still be feminine and have flow. And so that's my funny story and my fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is very interesting that that's a part of your school curriculum that, hey, you know, it's a wonderful bonding opportunity between you and your son and your family, it sounds like. So thank you for sharing that. Did not know that that Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right. Well, Candice, it's been a lovely conversation with you today. Thank you so much for coming on and being a part of our space. And again, I'll pop all the links in the show notes for our lovely listeners to connect with you, especially if they've really resonated with your way of working. So just thank you. And I, I just didn't want to forget the most important link was the CandiceHaza.com superpower. Oh, yes, superpower. The quiz. <laughs> I forgot to give that link. Oops. Sorry, everybody. So that's your superpower is what um, will give you the quiz. Yes. Okay. Noted. <laughs> All right. So everything will be in the show notes. So even if it was mentioned during or during that link moment or later, I made sure to capture all the notes. So thank you so, so much for showing up today with us and um, wish you all the lo loving best. Thank you so much for, for hosting me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Quiet Rebels podcast today. For any links that's been mentioned in the episode, you can absolutely find them in the show notes below. And two final things before we wrap up for today. Number one, if you do like the vibe and you're pretty new here and you're thinking, hmm, I actually might want to stick around to see what else comes up here, then I totally invite you to hit the subscribe button. And number two, if you'd like to invite your friends and to help me spread the word to other quiet rebels out there who have yet to find our incredible community, then it would really help if you would leave us a review. So whichever app you're listening to this episode on, all you'd need to do is scroll to the bottom and there will be an option to write a review. Any words will be incredibly appreciated. So thank you so much in advance if you decide to do that. That's everything for today. So thank you again for joining us and I hope that you join us next time. So until then, bye for now.